1: i could stay here forever
0: carvana where car buying meets comfort meets convenience download the app or visit carvana.com today
1: hey folks we'll start the show here in just one second but first if you're still looking for activities while self-quarantining don't forget we produce four daily podcasts every week that means a new show every tuesday wednesday thursday and friday but you're not going to see our Friday shows on Apple Podcasts and so on. That's because our Friday After Party Podcast, with all of its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics, is only available through our Patreon page. So please help support this show by subscribing to our Friday After Party Podcast for just $10 a month. You'll get the After Party every Friday, plus two post-mortem shows every week. My Olbermann-style special comments. And you'll join one of the fastest growing communities of podcast listeners around. That's bobseskashow.com or click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin.
2: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: This is Donald. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Who are you? Where's Seinfeld? He's on his way. These are his friends. (sighs) What are you looking at? Never seen a kid in a bubble before?
2: Of course I have. Come on, my cousin's in a bubble. My friend Jeffrey's uh, sister also,
1: bubble. You know, I got a lot of bubble experience. Come on. What's your story? I,
2: I, I, I have no story.
1: How about taking your top off?
2: Donald, behave yourself. Come on. Why don't you play a game of Trivial Pursuit? Uh,
1: well, you know, we gotta be running because of the. Duh! What are you afraid? <laughs> no, uh, you see, it's just oh, a... I'm gonna
0: kick your ass. <laughs>
1: okay? History. This is for the game. All right, bubble boy. Let's <laughs> just play. Who invaded Spain in the 8th century? The Moors. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry, it's the Moops. The correct answer is the Moops.
0: Moops? Let me see that.
1: That's not moops, you jerk. It's Moors. It's a misprint. I'm sorry, the card says moops.
0: It doesn't matter. It's Moors. There's no moops.
1: It's moops. Moors. Moops. Moors.
2: Bob Seska. Eat shit, Bob. The Bob Seska Show.
1: See, if you notice there, the Bubble Boys' name... Donald. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 31, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,167 of the Trump crisis, 217 days until the 2020 presidential election. Can't get here soon enough. Oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend, Buzz Burbank.
2: Hi, Buzz. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hi Bob. Hi. Hi, Bubble Boy. Hi, <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> Moops. <laughs> No such thing. He's Bob, I'm Buzz, and the rubber gloves we're wearing are not for the reason you think. Use your imagination. Yeah, have you noticed, are you wearing protection certainly taking on a whole new meaning, hasn't it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so so this show, if I, see if I have this straight. This show is on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Uh-huh and and now it's also on the progressive voices network that's right and i'm here on loan from the realm network <laughs> and bob's on loan to my network for my show <laughs> so in the spirit of full disclosure bob and i just want you to know we always wash our hands between networks <laughs> for your protection for your protection. That's, I, I hum your theme song while I'm washing my hands. <laughs> that works. That works for me. Uh, look, here. here's all I know. All I know is when uh, podcast networks commingle like that, I, I hear they have the most beautiful children. <laughs> Taking a cue from Trump, uh, Bob and I make you this pledge. Yeah. Uh, you get more jokes, but only if you show more appreciation. <laughs> on, on the other hand, if these jokes were any weaker, they'd need a respirator. I, uh, I saw the my pillow guy at uh, Trump's Corona briefing mm-hmm. yesterday. I know you saw it. A lot of people saw very upset about it. Here's a heads up, just so you're ready for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's briefing will be sponsored by the guy who sells the walk-in bathtub. <laughs> Great company. Corporate advertising. My God. A- a- help me out here. Uh, I can't remember how this goes. Is it starve a fever, remove a president? Is that... <laughs>
1: Uh Rocky Mountain Mike. Ventilator, oh won't you help me find some more? You see the insults that Trump throws are all outdated.
2: He's got it in for LA, only helps guys named Billy Ray guys with their red hats thought he'd make it all greater well doesn't he always say we'll see what happens see what happens let's remove him now and give it to him 25th amendment so i can go to bed at night just to sleep That Donald Trump, he blows, he should just go to hell (laughs) I only wish my words could just convince myself That he just isn't real And life isn't the art of the deal (laughs)
1: No, no, no Rocky Mountain Mike with the harmony vocals Man, if you missed the Rocky Uh Mountain Live show Rocky Mountain Mike live from his living room the other night You sure did miss a good one uh youtube you can find it on youtube
2: i was able to catch part of that it was great i can't wait i've got it marked bookmarked so i can go back and and watch the whole thing uh really great and really great to hear him do you know the real songs yeah but uh he does them so well too and it's just uh, He's, uh, he's one of our brothers in arms, isn't he?
1: Yeah, oh my God, 100%. In fact, you know what? He was doing the serious, real songs, and I kept waiting yes. for the punchlines. I kept waiting <laughs> for the weird lyric in there throwing something about, you know, uh, stay the fuck at home. Did you, yes, see, the, did you right. see the guy who looks like David Letterman singing the stay the fuck at
2: home song? I did. I actually had to listen to that carefully just to make sure it wasn't really him because it physically <laughs> looked so much like him, but it the voice did. just wasn't... Voice just wasn't right. (laughs) That's
1: right. That's the uh, we're all gonna look like some crazy like 1849 (laughs) prospector or something like that after a couple more weeks of this. I swear to God, I gotta I gotta
2: call my dad back because he's. I talked to him Sunday. Yeah, and he's obsessed with the fact that uh, you know he's he understands the severity of all this and they're they're taking steps and they're being very careful. Except it's time for a haircut. Oh God, yeah, you have no idea. And in his generation. Uh, that's everything, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and and I said, well, you know, you're not going anywhere. Nobody's coming to see you. And, and he said, well, I, I go out and get the mail. And, uh, <laughs> people, well, that's important, I guess. People might see me. No, it, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. This is a war effort. Here, I, right, I've said right. this before. I'll, I'll say it again here. Here's what Americans need to do. If you want to really step up, if you really want to help, do nothing. Yeah. Exactly, Because that's the best thing we can do. Stay home. I, I, your contribution to this war effort is to keep the crap out of the way. That's just right. just stay home as much as humanly possible. Stay the and, fucking and, home, yeah. And if you do go out, be extremely careful. And, and some people just shouldn't be going out at all. Uh, that's the only way we're going to contain this, stop this. And limit the number of lives lost. And uh, people have to be willing to sacrifice it. Uh, talking to my dad about groceries, my folks about groceries. They said, well, they, they don't, uh, you know, I said, uh, have have somebody do the shopping for you. They yeah. have delivery services and such. And they said, well, you know, there's, there's certain things you can only do for yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's... They're they're limiting trips, but they're still going, and they really shouldn't be. So yeah, you know, I yeah. it, 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 and we're we're facing a lot of that, as you know, all over the country. I'm sure we'll be talking about that.
1: Well, it's only a matter of a couple of weeks before I start to look like uh, Tom Hanks in the second half of Castaway. And and the funny thing is, I went on to uh, Amazon today to buy some clippers because all I have is a <laughs> is a beard trimmer from when I used to have a beard, right? And and I can't possibly cut my hair with this old crappy. Rechargeable no. beard trimmer, which is <laughs> and it
2: would be too short. Well, yeah. uh, just yeah. Yeah, go easy there, champ, because I like it. I like, your, <laughs> okay. I, I, like sure. your, I, I like your I like your hair a little longer. I think you know. And again. You know, we have to be willing to, to make certain sacrifices. I'm sort of proud of myself yeah. for, you know, giving up certain things during this period of time because I think that's my contribution to it. I'm, mm-hmm. I, it, it it's fruitless to get upset about something you can't do or can't get yeah. uh, when you can probably figure a workaround, and, and, and that's what we're all being asked to do right now. So, oh, sure. you sure, know, give, give up the haircuts, uh, give up your favorite brand of bread. Just be glad you have some damn bread if, you, if you're able to get it. So.
1: But you know what? With the hair clippers, I I'd had no idea. There's a run on hair clippers, too, uh, on Good. Amazon. Yeah. I couldn't find sure. any hair clippers in stock. There are going to be right. a lot of people with the weirdest goddamn bangs walking around. You know the, <laughs> you know the bangs that are sort of convex? Yeah. They kind of slope upwards instead of sloping downwards. A lot of men, a lot of women going to be walking around with those kind of bangs. Do you know uh, I, f- I, Fr- Frederica I, Bimmel's uh, friend in Silence of the Lambs who worked at the I bank? I don't.
2: I don't. I don't remember, but I'm thinking of Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumb. Oh I'm yeah, of that that's haircut. even better, right? I think. Right. I think we're, we're going to see a lot of those.
1: Yeah, that's the much more mainstream reference. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm going deep down into the cast list of Silence of the Lambs with that reference, but you know, um, it's weird to say this, and this is all kind of related too. These stay-at-home orders, we just had a new stay-at-home order issued by Governor Hogan here in Maryland.
2: Right, let's talk about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But I mean, before we get into the details of it, this is going to be huge for the internet. I mean, I think people are really starting (laughs) to, after a few more weeks of this, in all seriousness, people are going to start to figure out ways of working, of shopping, of living On the Internet, where our communities are becoming much more focused on where we are on social media. I mean, it's kind of an amazing thing to watch where these like top five favorite bands lists are going around and everyone's participating in this. You know, I hate to uh, paint an overly rosy picture of this, but I think the silver lining is a lot of Americans who are ensconced in social media are becoming more connected. There's more of a sense of community. Yeah. And that's a, a very positive thing. And if we can parlay no. this into positive change for the world, and I keep saying there's this great opportunity. It was an opportunity that we uh, had after 9-11 where they were, the world was unified in, in unity with us. And now the the entire world is all doing the same thing. And right. we could do something that's really positive for the entire world moving forward out of this. It's just a shame we've got this clown-faced bozo in the White House who will do nothing well, along those you
2: lines. You know, in much the same way that that having a guy like Trump as president has fired up the political activism of Americans who were not normally engaged. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, as you pointed out, likewise is having its effects. And it's not just the Internet. It's, uh, it's, it's families spending mm-hmm. more time together, yeah. uh, <laughs> playing people playing board games, uh, going for walks together, uh, all the things that we weren't taking the time to do before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you something I mentioned in the home, internet, something along the lines of ordering groceries online and finding out you could just drive by and a guy will put them in your car or, uh, somebody will bring them to your door. Uh, will grocery shopping ever be the same after this? Or will people decide, Hey, that's a pretty cool service I think I'll keep using it that's so, what I mean yeah yeah exactly this could this could change our lives in in many many ways and uh, hopefully for the better yep. uh, this this was this was uh, somebody said something to the effect of this was mother nature's way of uh, slamming us to the ground and saying, you're not doing it right, try again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we're, we're getting that, that sort of opportunity. at of course, a horrible price that doesn't have to be as high as it is.
1: That's right, and we're going to get into that price right. here in a little bit and how the president is downplaying and, in fact, patting himself on the back
2: preemptively for right. a catastrophic death toll we're gonna to get into all that here in a second but uh but before uh, if i may before we get too far away from something you you said there yeah. uh it, it is good that uh, popular from a population standpoint i believe we're at like 78 percent of the country is now under some kind of stay-at-home order yes call it call it what you like but that's only thirty of our our fifty states, uh, plus now the district District of Columbia. Right, right. But that means there are twenty states where this isn't uh, this isn't the case. And so people are still wandering around, still spreading the virus. And uh, this, if I may reiterate what nearly everyone else has said, is why we need a national sort of lockdown.
1: Oh no doubt, no doubt. But I mean, the good news is is that there are plenty of governors uh, who are instituting Local. this sort of thing. In fact, we got our first one here in Maryland, issued by Governor Larry Hogan uh, last night, starting at oh eight God. p.m. Yeah. Oh, Hogan, should, that right.
2: was Hogan, oh, that's, but, okay. Okay. <laughs> Right. So many people so many people love this guy. Republicans and Democrats yeah, yeah. are very pleased that Republican Larry Hogan is the governor of uh, Democratic Maryland. And
1: it's, it's amazing uh, he has see. stayed out of the Trump propeller for this long yeah. because he is quite a moderate, and you have to be in order to get uh, elected here in, bl- yes. in deep, deep blue uh, Maryland. But, I mean, right. the stay-at-home order, I thought for sure this was, you leave your house, we are going to throw you in jail for a year. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking, no. and then I looked at the details, <laughs> (laughs) details, details of it. I'm like, Well, this is the same as we were dealing with before. You can go out for grocery shopping. You can go out for uh, carry out and delivery. You can exercise outdoors, which means I can still ride my bike. Uh, You can work an essential job. You can work at your essential business. You can get medical care and medicine, caring for a relative or friend, caring for livestock and pets. You can go to a small business for minimal operations. Uh, You can visit government buildings. Uh, You can go to school to get uh, distance learning supplies or equipment, and what you're not allowed to do (laughs) among. The things you can't do is uh, recreational boating. Uh, No recreational boating for me. I know.
2: Yeah. Well, Florida, you know, my boat. Florida, that's a huge thing in Florida, and the state order here. There is an order about that in Florida. Yeah. Uh, You can only have ten people on a boat. That would (laughs) now. do Do you? Do you even want that in the first place. No. But, uh, so uh, they've lamely limited the number of people to boat uh, per boat to 10. Yeah. And uh, But boats must remain at least 50 feet apart. For a three hour it, tour. It, it sounds like a junior high school dance. You have to stay <laughs> yeah. a certain distance back. Oh man. yeah. You can't go to the gym. You can't go to
1: church. Uh, you can't go to non-essential medical appointments and so on. But all those are cancelled anyway. But uh, yeah, so I imagine this is going to be something that's going to be uh, pretty much even Stephen across the country, but with the exception of those states and hopefully the states where there aren't like any stay at home orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Florida is this big, gigantic. I was going to say the states that don't have any people in them. Uh, Wyoming, for example, probably won't do a stay at home order, but a state like Florida, what the hell is going on with your well, governor down there? That's uh, DeSantis.
2: That's DeSantis. DeSantis. Uh, yeah. DeSantis, who who not only loves Trump. Uh, by the way, DeSantis and Trump speak every day on the phone. Oh. Uh, DeS- DeSantis not only loves Trump and vice versa <laughs> and, and marches in lockstep with him. Yeah. Like Trump, DeSantis, DeSantis has been under pressure from the United States and, in this case, the Florida Chamber of Commerce to keep things open. Hmm. This state relies heavily on tourism. But I wanna, I wanna repeat something I said online uh, in the wee hours this morning. Uh, somebody was saying, why don't Floridians just, if their, their state government isn't gonna do it, why don't Floridians just stay home? Yeah. And I, I have to object to the generalization of Floridians. There are 21 million of us here, and yeah. millions of us have either mandatorily or in millions of cases voluntarily uh, started following the proper protocols, and we've been doing this for some time. That's right. Some of us have been doing it for a couple of weeks now. Uh, m- many of us, in fact. So yes, the leadership of Florida, and uh, perhaps roughly half the population of Florida, terrible. Agreed. But I just, I always get, <laughs> I always get a little defensive when yeah, I hear I somebody condemn condemn all of Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> That's true. Those of you, those of you who post the Bugs Bunny cartoon of uh, Bugs. Sawing Florida off of the continental United States—a little bit saw, you know. Not hey, I'm on here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you mean you're not gonna start
1: like a topless lobster and alligator zoo or something like that in, oh, in your backyard? Oh, unlicensed. I,
2: I, I am. I am, but I, but I thought I'd wait till this died down a bit. First. That's true. Thank you, yeah. Florida. That-
1: Yes, and you're you know what? In all seriousness, you're absolutely right. Only half of Florida is Florida man. The rest of Florida <laughs> right. is normal, sane, and but unfortunately, the the fifty percent that's Florida man is well represented in the governor's mansion in Tallahassee. That's the yes, problem, yes. DeSantis. Yeah, yeah, well, it's
2: it's all, it's all about it's all about business for him. It's all about it's <laughs> yeah. all about the tour, tourism business, which is already shut down. I mean, Disney World is closed, Universal, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, the Kennedy space center, all of those things closed now. Uh, and, and many, like I live in the largest County in the state, uh, mm. uh, in terms of land area. And, uh, we have for what nearly a week now, I guess, been, uh, under a stay at home order. Yeah. So p- parts of Florida, thanks again. And you talked about this with, with Hogan and with others. Uh, it, it's really the local state and local leaders who have taken the leadership on this uh, national problem. They can't do it all. They need the resources of the federal government, which are still lacking. But uh, I I have to admire uh, uh, county leaders. I've I've read stories and read about county leaders, state leaders, uh, and city uh, uh, mayors and, and city councils who have taken this seriously and have taken the proper Safe action yeah. uh, to, to try to limit this crisis and uh, we just if we had that nationwide instead of just 30 states, mm-hmm. uh, we would get over this so much more easily and more quickly. And
1: you know the thing that I keep thinking about Buzz, uh, you don't have children, I don't have children. I feel my heart desperately goes out to the people who are self-isolating, who are staying at home all this time with their kids and you know what I I wonder which is worse having one child that you're staying at home with or having three children, for example.
2: We don't have children. It's it's kind of hard. I don't think yeah. a parent would necessarily rank it as what's worse. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 all a or challenge. Or more, more difficult. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think the more kids, the more difficult, because they're going to be different age levels, which means they're going to be different uh, educational levels. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of parents are trying to homeschool. They've been urged to do that. I think in the coming weeks, you'll see more online education available. But for now, parents are doing... What well, makes perfect sense to me, what I believe I would do if I had kids. So I admire these parents. I yeah. would say first, what is it you've been learning? What have you been working on? Yeah, yeah. And you know, what were your assignments? And and start them out there. And uh, one parent said, "Look, I work them the first half of the day on academics, and then I turn them loose in the afternoon." <laughs> uh, so. I think some parents are managing it well, so it's obviously a challenge because if parents are also working at home, uh, this makes it all the more difficult. But I, I have to admire the stories from parents I'm seeing out there on how they're educating their kids and, and as best they can under yeah. the circumstances and getting through this. And I, I think we'll see some catch-up opportunities coming soon.
1: Have you seen that video? It's a viral video that was going around maybe a year or two ago about that guy doing a live spot from his house on the BBC and his two two children come parading into the room. And it is one of the it is maybe one of the top two or three funniest viral videos ever to uh, spread its way around the Internet. But that I mean, we used to laugh at that now, but I think there are a lot of people who are going through that exact same thing, who are doing a Zoom meeting or something like that for work or they're doing maybe some of our media friends are doing a hit on uh, cable news and their kids are in the background or in the very next room. I love this. I love this. I
2: think I think television could change because of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know Stephen Colbert was running a poll this morning on. And he has had already said that uh, he's just not built for street clothes; that he looks better in a suit. <laughs> yeah. But he did he did run an online poll, and I voted with the majority, which was uh, 71% favor him wearing just street clothes yeah. uh, to do his show, and uh, only about 29% recommending that he continue to wear the suit. Uh, we've seen pictures. I believe it's NBC correspondent Ann Thompson uh, reporting from her home, in which her cats keep climbing into the into the <laughs> shot, and and. Her, her cats have become beloved, and it, I, we're starting to, I think, see reporters more as human beings and other television personalities mm-hmm. seeing the insides of their homes and how uh, disheveled or how well decorated they are and who's possibly gay
1: yeah yeah and I, I'm just imagining <laughs> see this is my cup half empty side uh I imagine lots of crooks just casing Bring, people's oh. houses by watching
2: cable news <laughs> I want to get in there that, and get that 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 is your dark side. <laughs> Yeah, it, it could. Change. And and on the newspaper front, uh, I subscribe to the uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning Tampa Bay Times. Uh, oh, hey, in, yeah, in, in this in this region. Uh, and uh, by the way, it and the Miami Herald have been locked out of DeSantis' news conferences down here Jeez. because here's here's why they ask questions. So uh, they're out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Times, for instance, uh, will is is starting this coming week will only publish Sunday and Wednesday editions. It'll be a a two-day-a-week. The seven-day-a-week newspaper giant will become a a two-day-a-week for a lack of advertising. Oh, my Uh, God, yeah. They will will still report daily online, and I'm sure you're going to see this or maybe you already have from other newspapers, but uh, this is a very ominous time for the already imperiled newspaper industry. Which, by the way, whether you subscribe to a hard copy paper or not, uh, they are our best online journalists, period.
1: Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the news here, uh, I'm sure you saw the news that uh, uh, CNN's Chris Cuomo has uh, tested positive for coronavirus. He said here on Twitter... So, with a bunch of O's in there, in these difficult times that seem to get more difficult and complicated by the day, I just found out that I'm positive for coronavirus. I've been exposed mm-hmm. to people in recent days who have subsequently tested positive, and I had fever, chills, and shortness of breath. Oh my god! Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just hope I didn't give it to the kids and Christina. I guess his wife. That would make me feel worse than this illness. I am quarantined in my basement. Usually the best place to be if you've got a respiratory problem in the dank, dark basement. (laughs) Uh, Doctors are doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm quarantined in my basement, which which actually makes the rest of the family seem pleased. I will do my shows (laughs) from here. So what a trooper. Chris Cuomo is going to keep doing the show with coronavirus. We will all beat this by being smart and tough and united. Well, you know what? When it comes to people like Chris Cuomo, when it comes to people like his brother, Andrew Cuomo, thank God that there are real leaders
2: to unite around. I've been reading I've been reading a lot of articles that say nobody really liked Andrew Cuomo until now and, yeah. and i even i even read one person saying they're looking forward to going back to not liking him again and maybe it was uh, john oliver i don't remember <laughs> but,
1: well yeah i mean people are starting <laughs> to talk about him as a uh, a drafted nominee for president for god's sake i mean i don't yeah, see that actually I, happening and no his, uh, and i
2: i don't think he's interested in in that position and on the subject of uh, of uh, chris cuomo uh i i think that uh uh, you know, it reminds me, I, I and I thought of this last week, too, and I just didn't mention it. If you listen to the 1939 recording of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, yeah, uh, the radio play that uh, freaked a lot of people out because they didn't know it was a play. They thought it was actual news coverage. Right. There's a line in there where there's a reporter on a rooftop, and smoke is coming from the, the, the battle with the giant Martian machines. Mm. And the reporter says, I'll be bringing these reports as long as I could talk and as long as I could see and you know and I think about and I think about I think about reporters falling ill and I always I you know that that line comes to mind it it's it's like war of the world's come to life
1: yeah yeah it really is I mean ultimately wasn't it a virus that brought down the, the space aliens it but, was yeah. such, a,
2: such a fascinating story it's really a story about hubris H.G. Uh, yeah. Wells original story and, and who do we know who has this? Let me think. Anyway, the nation, the world is invaded by these giant Martian machines have come to kill us all. Mm-hmm. And w- we try everything. We try all our best weapons. And uh, much like impeachment didn't work on Trump, nothing will bring down these Martian machines until, until these giant Martian machines caught a coronavirus. Yeah. Specific- specifically... The common cold. Yep, there it is. That, that was the one thing they weren't weren't prepared for. Fascinating story, mm. and and really like uh, so many works of fiction at this time. Uh, parallels our current nightmarish reality. Oh
1: yeah and in fact we talked about this on the Friday After Party uh, last week Um, one of our listeners uh, Ziggy Blue from our Patreon page went back to our old After Party archives all the way back to the May 6 2016 uh, episode of the After Party and right at the beginning of the show Ches and I were talking about the uh, Doomsday Clock and how they Uh advanced the Doomsday Clock a little bit closer to, to midnight. We said how is that still a thing and we were talking about how well it was really such a cold war feature it was all about the soviets and the united states with nuclear weapons aimed at each other i said you know what the thing that's really going to bring us down is a virus (laughs) <laughs> I said, and then we started talking about how the yeah, the wow. virus is going to be the 2 minutes to midnight the doomsday clock right. gauge that we're all going to be looking at and uh, and Chez actually brought up well yeah virus or artificial intelligence one of those things so it's either yeah. it's either a virus or a robot apocalypse one of those two things is going to take down know. humanity that's, here we are that's why
2: that's why I keep watching Star Trek Picard I want to know how this turns out with artificial <laughs> intelligence
1: But before we take a break, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I got to get your assessment for season one. I I, I have uh, just a couple of words to describe season one. What did you think of season one of Star Trek Picard?
2: I I can't do it in two words. I love it. And I've seen the criticism of it. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. I love it.
1: I nearly snarfed my coffee right there. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's what I would say. Uh, This Uh is my assessment of season one, and this is not a rejection by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but Uh I would say it's uneven. Uh, There were episodes that I loved as much as I loved any episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, and then there were things, maybe not whole episodes, but there were Uh moments that I went huh why is that happening but now that we've established the characters now that we've established the right. camaraderie and some relationships suddenly at the end of the last episode uh-huh. uh yeah. the season two I think is going to be much stronger for that it's going to be I agree yeah I less agree. developmental and, and
2: more about the uh the stories and some of that probably at the network's insistence and I think you may see more familiar faces uh as, yeah. as time goes on yeah no I, it was far from perfect I know that it was uneven you're absolutely right about that but still i love it i don't care i you know i'm i'm like the pete pete davidson's character on snl i don't care <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, right. That's exactly right. Yeah. One of the best things Pete Davidson has ever done, by the way, that character. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure you've heard about Plexiderm, whether it's on this show, whether it's on Dana Goldberg's show. By the way, Dana Goldberg will be on my interview show tomorrow, Wednesday. Make sure to catch that. But I'm sure you've heard about Plexiderm on all of the shows across the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. But you need this product now, especially when we're all using Zoom. We're meeting on, on video with all of our friends and our co-workers and so on, you don't want to have those large under-eye bags, wrinkles and crow's feet, other telltale signs of aging. What you want to look your best on all of your Zoom meetings, all of your FaceTime meetings is Plexiderm. It goes on clear, so nobody's going to know you're using it. Here's what hooked me on Plexiderm. It was a 10-minute challenge when I got my first canister of Plexiderm here. I took the test. I wanted to see if it would really work. I said, you better work, and I don't think you will, but in 10 minutes, sure enough, all those fine lines around my 48-year-old eyeballs disappeared. It was an amazing thing to observe. Go to triplexiderm.com and see the before and after photos for yourself and use my code voices for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code voices. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code voices at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. You'll be glad you did. The Bob Seska Show Go to a stupid party The night down time Watch a bunch of This is Brian Lissett song called Play a Song for Mother I love this track It's from uh, his Happiness is Boring album Link in the description At BobSeska.com Thank you for supporting All our indie bands We've got a new Indie music countdown Coming up this Sunday So stand by for that Looking forward to that Plus we're on the Progressive Voices Network now As Buzz was saying At the top of the show Make sure to listen To Progressive Voices It's like a streaming Radio station Lots of great stuff in there. Stephanie Miller's in there. So many other great progressive voices.
2: Congratulations, congratulations to uh, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and to you. Uh, it's it's another pleat in your cape.
1: Yeah, and in fact, <laughs> thank you so much. In fact, you know, uh, this show that you're listening to right now will get broadcast. On the Progressive Voices Network at noon on Saturdays. So the Tuesday oh. show will be at noon on Saturdays, and then the Thursday show will be at a, I think it's three p.m. on Sunday. So that's your lineup if you want to listen to the show if you're a Progressive Voices listener. That's
2: when we'll come up in the crab, crab, crab. I think this means I have to start paying attention now. <laughs>
1: Also, make sure if you're going to Amazon.com to buy all of your supplies, make sure to go through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. All you got to do is click the all caps Amazon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. It'll take you to the front page of Amazon where you can go shopping as normal, well, as close to normal as we are right now. And uh, we get a teeny tiny commission from some of your purchases. One of the greatest ways to
2: uh, to go shopping. So thank you for doing that. And and, and no, no masks or gloves are necessary.
1: That's right. God damn it. Okay. God damn it. Speaking of uh, gloves, uh, let's talk about Stormy Daniels for a second. <laughs> uh, Stormy Daniels trolled the president in the best oh. possible way. <laughs> So great. Here's...
2: This is different. Okay. Yeah,
1: here's the great Stormy Daniels. This is really Uh her trolling Donald Trump on Twitter. So, as
0: I sadly know better than anybody, the most unfortunate 90 seconds of my life that I spent with Donald was both (laughs) short and unsatisfying. America needs him to have some actual real stamina for once, which, you know, someplace other than the buffet. Because, you know, if he ends social distancing prematurely... (laughs) more people will die and the economy will still suck. So for once, Trumpy, be the man you think you are.
1: She she worked in as many porn references in there as possible, (laughs) and as many sexual references. Subtle, if you were paying attention, I'm sure you heard all of them. I didn't didn't
2: catch any of them. Yeah,
1: but you notice, too, that he moved the the date back from Easter to April 30th. Now, as I was predicting last week, the Easter thing wasn't going to last very long, although I thought it was going to be Memorial Day because he was looking for some sort of holiday benchmark. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to celebrate but it, it didn't happen yeah. it's not going to happen it was a stupid thing in the first place it was yeah yeah but he's re- it, it, he's replaced it with an all-new stupid thing <laughs> i'll get to that in a well
2: second. I'm, I'm sure yeah i'm yeah. sure yeah uh i think it's worth acknowledging however uh that although there's still no national stay-at-home order and yeah. th- there's st- still so many aspects of the a defense Production Act that he has not taken advantage of there's so much that he hasn't done and so mm-hmm. much that he's done late, in spite of all that i I see that he's reached a kind of turning point this week not not that he's going to be Great from here on, because you you know that's not the case. But I think when he saw that hospital in Queens, the Elmhurst Hospital near where he grew up, and he saw the pictures of the body bags, you know, we've talked about his obsession with the macabre oh, yeah. before, yeah. Uh, and, and the grizzly, and the fact that he talked about American carnage and his... In his inaugural speech, uh, he's always been. Uh, remember also uh, the story he talked about uh, Mexican drug smugglers and the, the violence. It was all based on something he had seen in a fictional movie. Yeah, you remember, remember us talking about that. Oh, well. Exactly. Uh, so here again, he's drawn to and at the same time horrified by, as he probably was by that movie, drawn to and horrified by uh, this sight of body bags in his old. Hood. Yeah. Uh, This uh, accounts I've read, reporters who observed this said for a moment he appeared uncharacteristically emotional. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so there's that. But there's, of course, one other reason uh, that he's delayed uh, reopening the country. And that is advice from his campaign. Yeah. Oh my Uh, god. uh, It's 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 and as you know, it's very much about that with Trump. They have shown him poll numbers that say most Americans, a vast majority of Americans want to keep things locked down for now. Mm -hmm. So he knows it would be more popular to to extend that period of time. He's still champing at the bit to to reopen. He's still concerned about, he says, you know, thousands of suicides and, and uh, drug overdose deaths uh, from, bec- as a result of a Jesus. shutdown economy. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I don't know how much truth in, in, there is in that, uh, uh, but, but, again, focused on the macabre. And yeah. it, so I, I think that the combination of the numbers he's been given, he was also shaken by that 2.2 uh, million possible lives lost uh, from uh, that London college, uh, that really stuck with him. So uh, he's finally getting how serious this is. He still isn't acting accordingly, completely, but there has been a bit of a turn this week, and and I really think most of it is based on poll numbers.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think he is much more shocked by poll numbers and his own personal fortune than he is by actual death toll numbers, because I get the sense that he was throwing out those death toll numbers, the 2.2 million number. And of course... He said it 16 yeah. times. Right. I think that is more about setting a benchmark for himself. I think what he was doing, and yeah. this is specific to the uh, the, the other right. number that he cited, 100,000 right. to 200,000, equaling right. a very good job for Trump. I think this has everything to do with framing the death toll in a way that's going to work out for him. And, of course, the normals, those of us who still have one foot in the realm of rationality and reason and logic, uh, are going to see that as absolute horseshit of the highest order, psychopathic nonsense. But then there is going to be that 40% who go, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. 150,000 dead. That's... Good job, and it is one of the most insane things he's ever said. That it's going to be a very good job if we see 100 to 200 thousand dead Americans on his watch. And what he's what he's doing though with that 2.2 million number though is he's doing a Scotty from Star Trek thing here. Remember, in a, there was an episode of the Next Generation where Scotty. Because of a malfunctioning transporter, shows up on the next generation timeline. Oh, okay. And and he explains to Jordy that the trick to being a good engineer is to overestimate how long it'll take to repair a starship. Right. And by overestimating it, when you come in, when you accomplish the task more quickly, you're seen by the captain and the crew as a miracle worker. Trump's trying to pull the Scotty mind screw here. If he says now that 2.2 million people are going to die and it ends up with a body count of 150,000 or so, he'll insist that he's a miracle worker. This is what Donald Trump does. He's always looking for the angle to embellish and to augment his stature, even though, and especially because he's this tiny, brittle man and just desperately needs to. Amplify everything to feel as though he is the best, the most tremendous president ever. I
2: I don't disagree, and I know that he will be talking or has been talking about saving a million lives. Yeah. Uh, he will not, of course, talk about the million he gambled, many of which he lost. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, from the accounts I read, he was truly shaken. By that 2.2 million number from the Imperial College of London, that's the number that university determined would die if the U.S. took no action. Mm-hmm. They predicted that same college predicted that if the U.S. took moderate action, and I would put us at a, a moderate minus, just just below moderate response yeah. at this point, and and a late one to be sure. That with a moderate response, one million could die. Yeah, uh, you know, so. At, at, Yeah, it would be, as opposed to losing one or two million people, a perverse kind of victory if if only 200,000 people died. We're talking about a quarter of a million people. Yeah, yeah. And what we must not lose sight of is it was Trump's delay and denial that— Made the numbers as high as they are. That's exactly the case. And now he's looking for a pat
1: on the back if he hits. Always. If he Always. hits that that new benchmark that uh, has been established now, about one hundred and fifty thousand dead Americans. And to put that into perspective, here it's important because. A lot of times what happens is Donald Trump will just start throwing out numbers. In fact, the conservative entertainment complex has been doing this for years where they throw out numbers out of context without any sort of way to be able to know what those numbers actually mean. And so just to give you some context for 150,000 dead, 146,000 people were killed during both atomic bombings Of Japan in 1945, the combined death toll between Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945, 146,000 people. Donald Trump is expecting a, hey, you did a great job there, Trumpy, for 150,000 people. That is perverse and everything that he shouldn't be saying, everything that he shouldn't be doing as the leader of the United States, ostensibly. Because, I mean, everyone's watching these goddamn things, and they shouldn't be, but everyone's watching them, and they're hearing, oh, yeah, 150,000 dead people, and congratulate me because I'm the guy who kept that from being 2.2 million. So really what he's doing is he's saying, Anything under 2.2 million. That's going to be good news for Let's, Trump.
2: Yeah, well, I wish him luck with that. Let's see how Americans of all political stripes feel when it gets to be mid to late April and we're losing 2,000 people a day. That's right. That's right. 2,000 deaths a day for a period of time in mid to late April is mm-hmm. what. We're looking for now, yeah, uh, and and uh, let's see, let's see how people feel about his late action. You know, eh, he's getting he's getting that wartime bump right now. Uh, yeah, it, you know, uh, it, he's declared himself a wartime president, even <laughs> though he isn't capable of that, <laughs> yeah. nor has he behaved as such. Mm-hmm. But uh, people always, regardless of how dumb the president is, see George W. Bush above uh regardless of how dumb the president may be they rally around him or hopefully someday her in in time of war or great crisis yeah. and i i don't i i know you'll want to talk about the news conferences the the uh daily updates the the daily tv the rallies the that, yeah. that, that, yeah. that the the trump show i don't know that that's i don't know how much that's moving the needle uh i don't know that that's the thing that's helping his numbers i think it's more the spirit of you know, I, I never mind the disinformation he spreads. But I think it's more the spirit of rallying around the president that's boosted his numbers.
1: Yeah, I, I think what the overall effect of the Trump show is, the all of this free advertising he's getting across most of the networks now. Some of them aren't carrying the uh, Trump show anymore, by the way. Some of the bro- right. broadcast networks aren't. Uh, but, I mean, I think the positive thing here is... It's not hurting them. It's it's not dragging them down necessarily no, because true. what well, was the, the lesson that we learned in 2016 is you show this shit and you think, oh, well, yeah, the crazy is going to get telegraphed across the world and everyone's going to go, man, that guy's crazy. Trump is crazy. And the exact opposite happened. He actually started I, you to know, pick up support I'm, because of the I'm crazy. I'm not
2: sure. I'm not sure. Remember, we've always talked about the fact, that I've talked to you, I think, since the beginning, since I joined the show, yeah. about how uh, the public opinion curve. It tends to run a bit behind reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I, somebody pointed this out, and I, I thought this was a very good point. Uh, normally, Americans are busy doing their jobs, earning their livings, going about their lives, running errands. Right now, they're not. Yeah. And, and uh, judging from the ratings, they're watching Trump's TV rallies every afternoon. Uh, and and accepting them as coronavirus briefings, and as I've said before, the real danger of this is not just the unfairness of the free political campaign rally, but the, the danger of the misinformation that is spread. Although Dr. Fauci does a pretty good job of of batting that down when he can, yep. but as this person pointed out, this is the first time Americans will have sat down and really listened to the guy, yeah, really seen him in context in something other than 4 second clips on the nightly news mm. and that uh, it may have the opposite effect. So uh, you know, I'm I'm taking these current poll numbers with a grain of salt. This is rally round the president time because it's war, but as war drags on, as Lyndon B Johnson's ghost will tell you, <laughs> uh people people become impatient, especially in this age. And so let's Let's see where we are when, for multiple days, we've racked up 2,000 dead bodies yeah. a day. Well, it's
1: a really good point. I think that was an excellent point as far as the Trump show goes, which is that people are really watching now as opposed to casually observing. People are really right. dialed into this mad king and all of his right. lunatic ravings in front of the press corps. Uh, but the, the one other downside to all of it is that mm-hmm. becomes the Trump news for the day. Uh, yeah. especially when it's uh, aired toward the end of the afternoon, around 5 p.m. or so. Upside, it preempts Greg Gutfeld's show on Fox News. So there is there is a little <laughs> silver lining there. But the, one of the downsides, one of the other downsides, oh, my God, this new conspiracy theory that uh, medical workers need to be investigated for hoarding Masks without right. any evidence that it's actually happening. So right. now we've got the, the real true heroes in all of this. For example, my sister-in-law, uh, my uh-huh. brother's wife, who is a, a nurse uh yes, at a maternity yes, yes. ward, and she is a goddamn hero of the highest order. All Amen. of the medical workers are doing such an incredible job. But now the QAnon weirdos and the Infowars goons are going to be stalking them and trying to figure out where they're hoarding all of the masks and Fine. doing these independent investigations. So, we, what, what they really need is Alex Jones and Dan Badandi underfoot in the hospitals,
2: <laughs> right? I, just, well, I don't. I don't think they get, they're going to be getting out much. Uh, you know, I, I just, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm just not as concerned about uh, what what they say. I think uh, what the outrage that you saw, I. Do, doesn't everybody in America know a nurse or know somebody who knows a nurse? yeah uh, I yeah. mean uh, or or a doctor for that matter uh, this and and America sees these folks as as heroes mm-hmm. uh, they have a much higher public approval rating than anyone in government or elected office yeah uh, mm-hmm. and and so it, it, let's see how wise it is. For Trump to uh, attack and impugn those folks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not so much about what they're going to say as much as the the jihads that are going to go on. They're going to find out who's the head physician uh, at such and such hospital. Yeah. I hear they're not only hoarding masks, but they're running a child trafficking ring out of their Back right. room or, You know, it's going to be some ridiculousness like that. That's going to be the story. It's, it's madness well, that the president be, himself started this.
2: It'll, it'll be their story, and the less oxygen we give it, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's also good to be prepared for it. But meanwhile, I mean, one of the other stories that's kind of buried under Trump sucking all the air out of the room is <sighs> that uh, the HHS secretary, Alex Azar, Uh, This is reported by The Washington Post the other day. He wanted to spend $2 billion uh, to purchase masks. Right. And Donald Trump himself cut that appropriation by 75%.
2: Yes, yes, he did. That's a fact.
1: Who is stealing masks again? I ask you. (laughs) If Donald Trump is cutting the appropriation for new masks by 75%, who's stealing masks? Who's endangering lives? Could it be the brittle, frightened president who wants a pat on the back for 150,000 deaths? Uh, Yeah, probably. Who, um, sent,
2: who, who sent, at the start of this crisis, when he was calling it a hoax, who sent 18 tons of medical supplies, including masks, to China? That's <laughs> who, who did that? That's right.
1: God damn it. God. And, of course, that's the kind of stuff China that gets uh, lost when Donald Trump stands up there for an hour and a half and yells at reporters it, it, for asking stupid, you know, very rational, sane questions
2: but it doesn't get lost if you read the work of of journalists and and uh, you know i i don't think anybody can be expected to rely entirely on the, the nightly news it's it's interesting to see them now try to pack all the news in as opposed to trying to fill the half hour uh but but it, and it's also interesting that TV news ratings, the evening newscast that uh, had long been abandoned, uh, their ratings have gone through the roof. All three networks, yeah. uh, everybody's watching the evening news now, uh, and and more and more, it's it's make it's made a comeback in this in this period of time, and yeah. uh, and also uh, polling shows that. Uh, barely over 50%, 52%, 54% of the American public uh, think the media is doing a good job of disseminating information. Hmm. That's not as high as we'd like the number to be, but I think it means we haven't lost the war of truth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I saw yesterday Jeff Zucker, the head of CNN, has decided to keep carrying those uh,
2: daily Trump shows. You know, hour an hour and a half... <laughs> They're for free they're, advertising for Trump, aren't? Aren't they? I think they're clipping them early now, on, at least on some occasions, uh, yeah, which yeah. is a start, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, they're they're still running them. Um, you know, I I still hear this argument, even from the left. I've heard this argument about, well, that's censorship. We should let the people decide. And I know what your reaction is. Uh, we tried that once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, you know. But uh, I like I said, with more people really watching him now. Mm-hmm. for the first time really seeing the guy for an extended period of time uh and, and watching him sort of fall apart and scream at reporters and that sort of thing uh i let's let's see when that public opinion curve catches up let's see where we are uh we will in the meantime continue to fight for the truth
1: well the good news is that yesterday mother nature uh, did her job by <laughs> By bringing us some wind during Donald Trump's outdoor press conference, where his hair started flying around about halfway through. And man, did that, that made my entire week. I mean, I can sustain myself on, I don't need food. I don't need anything like that. I can just sustain on seeing Trump's hair blow around and seeing him distracted and having to fuck with his hair and having to explain how it's all really his hair. Sure, it's all really your hair, Mr. President. All 12 feet of it. Congratulations. You've been able to make a dairy
2: swirl on your head. Good job. He has three strands of hair that are 12 feet long. (laughs) That's exactly right.
1: All right, we're going to take one last break. Back with more (laughs) show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can
0: feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business
1: One of my favorite things about getting new music here from all of our indie recording artists is uh, I always love the band names that are chosen, yeah. and this is one of my favorites. One of the reasons I chose to play these guys, this is rock lift Like <laughs> Monolith, but with rock. Yeah, I
2: like it. The
1: song is called like w- Word on the Street from And again, another great name. The album is called Hot Summer Dreams.
2: Lead, yeah. I like, I like it all. Lead vocalist puts me in the mind of Tom Petty a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's right yeah. in that, uh, right in that sweet spot. Uh, Bob Seska, slash music If you want to submit your music, and I underscore your music, don't submit someone else's
2: music, or, or else I'll get in trouble. I had a friend. I had a friend who had a. DJ service, yeah, mobile DJ, where you go to weddings and bat mitzvahs and, and that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. He, that, that, this is was his side job, uh, and you know he enjoyed doing. And he had made up business cards, and he called his business uh, uh, m- "Music You Like," and and <laughs> the slogan the slogan was "It's not music we like; it's music you like." <sighs> Pretty good. That's, yeah.
1: I would say that pretty much describes a wedding DJ. (laughs) It's music you like.
2: Get a realistic view of things.
1: I don't know anyone who is a DJ or not a DJ who actually likes to listen to the electric slide outside of (laughs) an actual wedding okay uh so uh, bill mitchell is a kook i know that's that's all breaking news but uh i just wanted to mention this tweet that he sent out yesterday because every once in a while it's fun to check in with crazy bill mitchell right-wing talk show host he said so if we get less than 200,000 covid19 deaths in america can we all agree that trump is the greatest president of all time
2: oh my god yeah he will try to spin it like that i i Let's, like I said, let's see how people feel when they lose loved ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, I, I let. This is going to take a while to soak in. A lot of people don't even realize the severity of this. A lot of people in this country, especially the parts of the country that have not so far been particularly affected. Yeah,
1: yeah. Of course, uh, most of what Bill Mitchell tweets, I think he's just doing to get attention. I think it's just so so. People Probably. like me would go, yeah. hey, <laughs> "Bill Mitchell, he's a fucking kook," and that's the whole. That's why he <laughs> well, you to, do to own the libs.
2: We thank you do follow all the kooks, and we thank you for. diligence. (laughs)
1: That's right. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, you know what? I wanted to ask you about this, uh, (laughs) story going around that Fox news is concerned about lawsuits because of its Mm -hmm. downplaying of the, uh, COVID-19 for Mm -hmm. such a long time. In fact, some of its uh, anchors going so far as to say it was a democratic hoax and so on. Right. What do you think? Is this something that people should band together after this is all over? And, uh, First of all, should there be lawsuits against you know places like Fox News Channel, even the Trumps themselves, and uh, should there be kind of a truth commission? I know Glenn Kershner was talking about. There being a, a truth commission, he's not sure what they'll call it eventually. But I mean, for lack of a better term, a truth commission after all of this is over. Do you think there needs to be comeuppance when this is uh, when this is done?
2: I don't know if people would accept a truth commission, but there there should be in much the same way as there is a penalty for yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. Uh, th- this is essentially the same thing, uh, in, in inciting public un- uh, inciting public unrest. Uh, Endangering the public with false information—it's one thing you could call it. Sure, and and here's how the case will go: Well, it's it's opinion. It's an entertainment program. It's in our entertainment lineup. Uh, You know, people are. If you're going to say that, you're going to say it about fictional TV shows. And who's going to? That's going to be one side of the argument. The other side of the argument is you endangered people's lives with false information. Yep. Uh, and you did it intentionally with malice aforethought, uh, and and those are the two cases. Uh, how that would come out, I I don't know. I certainly know how I want it to come out, and that is that yes, people should and must, in my opinion, be held responsible mm-hmm. for misleading information that. Injures people, that kills people. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there needs to be a bipartisan independent commission established after Trump leaves office that looks at all of his crimes and then makes recommendations to the DOJ and to Congress in terms of what to do specifically about those things. Because I as- worry
2: I worry if such a commission could have credibility with the American people. And it's a little it's just a little chilling to have a government truth panel. It what- just It just, there's something that makes me very uneasy about that.
1: Well, it doesn't, first of all, it doesn't have to be called a truth panel, but it can be a Trump (laughs) Crimes Commission or something along those lines. Well, see,
2: now you can get half the country (laughs) on that.
1: Good, yeah. Well, I mean, but if you get uh, smart Republicans and you because there are some smart Republicans here and there, There's you somewhere. find those guys, uh, and then you get some Democrats in there, and it's an independent commission. It's not necessarily affiliated with DOJ. It's not affiliated with Congress. But then they go through and look at all this stuff, sort of like a Warren Commission, but a little more truthy than the Warren I, Commission. I think. I, hope. I
2: see. I, I'm not. I, I'm more comfortable with lawsuits. I'm more. I don't. Okay. I'm not comfortable with this government panel idea, uh, and that's how people are going to view it. Yeah, uh, you can call it whatever you want. Uh, you can structure it however you want. People will call it the government truth panel or words to that effect, and it will have little or no credibility. That's my concern. Let's just file charges. Well, let's yeah, just yeah. file. Let's just file lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there. The, there may be a crime, in fact, in this, and if not, certainly a civil liability.
1: Well, certainly there are also investigations that were underway by the Department of Justice in places like Southern District of New York and so on, Eastern District of Virginia, that can be reopened. These are investigations that were, for whatever reason, Bill Barr has shut them down, mostly to protect his boss. Uh, But, you know, I think things like that, the next attorney general needs to take a look and see if these are are worthy of being reopened re-investigated, re-prosecuted if the evidence uh, leads in that direction. The best case scenario, as far as I'm concerned, the most necessary scenario, I think, has got to be Trump under indictment one year from right now, where we are sitting here in uh, late March of 2021, and we're talking about the indictments against Donald yeah. Trump.
2: Oh, a- yeah. amen, brother. And yeah. that's entirely doable. That's entirely doable. And and the, the cases are there. And, and I'm, I believe they're still waiting. And by the way, on that note, uh, Bill Barr did meet the deadline last night and did turn over. The unredacted Mueller report to Judge Watson. So we'll see what happens next. But a judge finally has his hands on the unredacted Mueller report. So uh, that will be interesting, too. We'll want to, when we can, check in on that occasionally to see how that's going. As we continue to fight this virus, yes, indeed,
1: uh, Reggie Walton of the District of Columbia said he's going to conduct an independent review of former right. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's report to determine whether the Justice Department had properly redacted or blacked out portions of more than the uh, of the more than four hundred page document ahead of its public release last year. So he's going to take a deep dive into this thing and see if uh, this is on the yeah. level. My guess is no, no, wasn't on the level, not at all.
2: At and- the- that's why, that's why Bill Barr is trying to counter this, because simultaneous to his handing over uh, that Mueller report unredacted to Judge Watson, uh, he also released a Justice Department investigation that shows, oh, listen, the FBI, uh, they violated surveillance rules far beyond the Trump campaign. Yeah. In other words, there's going to be an attempt here, there's a new attempt underway, to discredit all of the FBI entirely. Jesus, right. uh, and so that that will be part of the counterbalance to Judge Watson getting his hands on that Mueller report.
1: Well, well uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the results of all of that. I mean, there's going to be... At least, I would say, half a dozen, maybe up to 10 or 12 different investigations that need to be happening as, as soon as the next president, ding, 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 as soon as the next president it's, is it's, uh, is sworn in, if I see one damn balloon, don't get happy.
2: Uh, I, well, yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried about that, too. And you know what? Since we're not out of things to say, why don't we stick around for a post-mortem show? And I'd really like to get into how much of a risk of re-election we're facing
1: Yes, I would love to do that. Plus, uh, Donald Trump uh, got a uh, statistic wrong yesterday, and it's a funny reason why. It has to do with Wikipedia. Yes, He was was talking about South Korea yesterday during his Trump show, (laughs) and I want to talk about that coming up, plus a... uh, astrophysicist who got magnets stuck up his nose trying to <laughs> cure coronavirus. We'll maybe get into that too. And a whole everything lot everything he puts up his nose. That's right. My god, don't put fucking magnets up your nose, you <laughs> idiot. You're an astrophysicist. My god, you should All right. Well, it doesn't account for common sense, I guess. Uh, that's coming up on our postmortem show on our Patreon page patreoncom slash show or very simply bobseskashow.com. That's all you got to type in to go to our Patreon page and sign up if you want to hear the Postmortem Show twice a week after this music is done playing. Buzz and I keep on talking and that is called the Postmortem Show. It's sort of like Overtime with Bill Maher. $5 $5 a month on our Patreon page Gets you two post-mortem shows every week And a whole lot more Sign up at $10 a month You get the after-party two, two post-mortem shows Special comments And lots of great stuff Lots of great bonus material And you become part of this great community On our Patreon page Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment Every Thursday The best newscast you're going to hear all damn week Buzzburbank.com Realmnetwork.com Everywhere you get your podcasts Okay That's okay. it We'll see you over on the post-mortem show. Yes. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Stay the fuck
2: home.